Welcome to Morning Bible Study. In this podcast, I will be sharing my morning Bible study with you a few times a week and how it relates to my life and dealing with modern day situations that that we all come across, you know, in our day-to-day lives. Um, and with that being said, I guess I should put out this disclaimer. I am not a pastor or anything of the sort, nor have I ever gone to seminary school or had any formal training in Christian studies. Um, and all the content of my podcast are my own personal thoughts based on how I feel the Lord is leading me and the message that I am receiving from Him whilst doing my studies. Um, so please join me. Um, I'm trying to do this two or three times a week. Uh, and occasionally I hope to have on a guest to discuss topics and maybe share some testimony. Um, so yeah, my name is Will and thank you for joining me. Season 1, Episode 1, broadcast of my morning Bible study. Uh, this morning I opened up my Bible and the Lord gave me uh, Galatians 5, 1-15, through 15, uh, speaking about the freedom of, in Christ that we have. Um, I'll just go ahead and read the passage for you. It's starting with 5, it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You are running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. Remember, a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. Brothers and sisters, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. Here in this In this short passage, Paul is writing to a group of Christians in Galatia he had met and preached the gospel to. Um, He had taught them that through faith in Jesus' death on the cross for their sins, they could be forgiven by God and welcomed into his family as his children. And and these people believed Paul. Um, But after they had left Paul and later on, a group of Jewish religious leaders from Jerusalem preaching came to him. 
preaching that although it was a good thing to believe in Jesus, that they also must be circumcised and must follow the law of Moses to be truly loved and welcomed to the family of God, and that without the works of the law, no one could be truly saved. Um, and of course, this was against everything Paul had taught them previously. He had been very emphatic that the rituals and sacraments of the law cannot save anyone. You know, the law, it reveals our sin and imperfections, but it does and cannot provide a way to freedom. And reminding me all that Jesus is the only one to ever keep the law, and that he died to pay the penalty for the sins of others. And to remind them also that those who follow the law in an attempt to be right before God are still slaves to their own sin. So really in this passage, Paul is telling them to rebel against sin and its slavery and not take up its yoke again. Um, you know, that we need to guard our freedom that we have been given through Christ against those who try teaching any other method other than the cross. Um, but he's also calling us not to waste our freedom on just serving ourselves, you know, but to serve uh, one another in, in love and the way he taught us to love each other. Um, and so in uh, everyday life, we are encountered by encounters every day where we get frustrated with the way things are or, you know, we read an article on Yahoo, and, you know, and we know everything inside of us that's, you know, that was created in our hearts at the time of creation when God created us in the garden. It just screams against it. Uh, but so how are we supposed to deal with that and, and how do we apply what we read in our scriptures to, you know, situations? Uh, so for this passage in particular, I, um, I thought, you know, on how I can do this and what situation does it apply to my life that's going on now. And now I really couldn't pull anything out of my head, but, you know, in the past I have been through situations where I do find I should have used this, but at that time I was not walking with the Lord as I should. And so I will share one of these little experiences I had and how I could apply this with you in just a minute here. So yeah, at one point in my life, even though I am a Christian, um, I did not walk the Christian path. Uh, I had accepted Jesus and received forgiveness and salvation. Um, but that just, you know, but I was well to put it honestly, I was wasting it. And in no way was the love of God reflected in my actions. Um, I presented as being no different than a non-Christian. Uh, at this time, you know, I, I worked at a juvenile facility for boys uh, who were in the state's custody for one reason or other. And there was this one young man in particular that always, he just rubbed me the wrong way, you know. It's, um, anytime he felt he was not getting his dues or, or did not like the situation, he would use anger to try and control the situation. Um, and I understood exactly what he was doing, uh, as I had been him at one point in my life and use anger and violence to control my life. But, yeah, well, anyway, that's a story for another time. So anyway, one day, 
in a common area used for games and recreation. Uh, things were not going his way, and true to form, he switched to anger to control things. Uh, he started screaming and cussing at people and throwing things, making physical violent threats that got against people, and you know, and just those types of things. Uh, of course, he would never follow through with any of that, of course. And he would always, you know, take himself to a cool-down room and calm down. Uh, there was a cool-down room where they, you know, had anger episodes. They can just go into the room, shut the door, and just cool themselves down. Um, you know, he would do that, and then followed by, you know, pretty much a full day of moping and being sullen. You know, being sullen and just down in the dumps afterwards. Um, I can remember one day... I walked by his room after such a just such an episode, and I just saw him sitting there crying, you know, and and I understood so well what he was going through, um, the guilt and the shame you feel afterwards, um, you know. And I could have tried to talk to him at, that, at some point and showed him love as the same love that Christ, you know, showed me when I was angry, and you know, and just let him know, hey, you know, I've been here, I've been there, I fought this battle myself, and, you know, and I could have shared my story on how God had brought me through. You know, not because I deserved it, but because of a love, you know, I, I do not deserve. You know, because it, it was a Christian organization, so there's no rule against speaking it, you know, and then talking about the gospel. Um, you know, but I made the choice and I did nothing, you know. Um, I, I can remember thinking, you know, he needs to just really stop having temper tantrums and, and grow up, you know, the world don't evolve around him. Um, all the while, you know, knowing in my heart that I myself, not even two years before this, you know, I was so much worse, and the only reason that I was where I was and not in jail or, or worse was due to the Lord, you know, reaching down and showing me undeserved love and compassion. You know, I could have helped that young man avoid a year of hurt and sorrow brought on by his anger by showing that same love that I was shown. You know, but still, I, you know, I did nothing. You know, my rationale was, you know, how can I help? You know, I'm still dealing with my own anger issues. You know, and honestly, that was nothing on my part but a cop-out. You know, I had been on the same road as this young man was on, and way longer, and overcome stuff that he hasn't even dealt with yet. Yeah, and I could have helped him deal with just little things. I could have helped him deal with that and how I helped it. And, you know, it wasn't because I couldn't, you know. Honestly, it was just because I was unwilling to do it. You know, but luckily, someone at the facility, who, you know, who was a really strong Christian walking with the Lord, you know, they... They showed him the love of Christ and the compassion that he needed, you know, and and within a year, this young man was able to control his anger, you know, and and prevent him from getting to the point where I had gotten to with with mine, you know. Um, and to this day, you know, this episode of my life is a guiding light on never being unwilling to show the love of God to others, even though I may never see the end result of doing so. It is a powerful and healing thing the love of God is and it should not be wasted on self-serving ideas and, and just self-serving motivation it, it should never be doing that you know? it's a powerful healing thing and it can heal anything just you know you just got to trust it you know do not be afraid trust the Lord and and, and he will bring you through anything that, that you can go through um, it's it's a powerful thing so in conclusion, brothers and sisters, you know, the Lord has given us a precious gift, you know, and it's not to be put away and unused, you know, but it is to give it away to others, 
you know, freely give it away to others so that it can be given and given again and again to others and others and spread. Um, so thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.